वेलकम एवरीवन टू दिस लाइव पॉडकास्ट ऑन ट्विच वेर यू कैन फाइंड द न्यूज फ्रॉम द रिसर्च इंडस्ट्री डेट हाउ आर रिसर्चर कीप ऑन रिसर्चिंग ऑन वेरियस टॉपिक्स एंड डोमेन्स टू कीप आर लाइफ स्टाइल बेटर ऑफकोर्स एंड दिस आर्टिकल पोस्टेड ऑन अवर वेबसाइट नेम्ड पोस्ट साइंटेज डॉट कॉम सो इफ यू आर विलिंग टू चेक इट आउट प्लीज चेक इट आउट अदरवाइज listening to this podcast will be enough for you guys as it's acts like an archive on the daily basis providing you the information from the research industry itself so without wasting any further time let's get started with the first topic of the day cleaning up toxic protein clumps could prevent dementia okay let's see The clean up of cellular protein clumps could prevent the onset of some type of dementia according to a new study from the University of Queensland. A researcher from the uh, researcher from the Queensland Brain Institute made the discovery after focusing on the relationship between the enzyme fine and the protein tau is fronto temporal dementia the uh, the team led by professor frederick manuel and dr raymond martsnitz marmol pondered fin an important le- uh, player in learning and memory becoming highly active when it is immobilized within the synapses which are the connection hubs between neurons where neuronal communication take place Using super resolution microscopy we can now use see uh, we can now see these enzyme individually and in real time moving around randomly in live neurons lead author dr martin marmol said the team found that when these enzyme become activated the change to an opened structure like a flower that blossoms and slow down their movement grouping together to from form clustered or clumps of proteins before refolding and dispersing to start their cycle again when they need to complete an action the fin enzyme slow down and con- congregate at the synapses to initiate their function dr martin marmol said Normally this process occurs naturally thousands of times at the synapses between neurons and it and is necessary to maintain neuronal communication which is the basis of learning and memory Professor Frederick Manuel explained that for learning and memory to occur fin needs to form these dynamic clusters but if you later the balance in any way you have too little or too much clustering you develop pathological issues he said the researcher follows the team earlier work where they discovered tau impacted a critical mechanism in memory function the team showed using super resolution microscopy that when neurons are exposed to a mutant version of tau present in frontotemporal dementia the clustering of fin enzyme is accentuated 
with the potential to trigger a deliberating chain reaction. The association of finite tau is necessary for the progression of different forms of dementia, including Alzheimer's disease and frontotemporal dementia, has been demonstrated by many laboratories around the world. However, the precise molecular mechanism behind this pathological interaction were not known. Importantly, this mutant tau has a higher propensity to form what is known as biomolecular condensates which are small gel-like droplets within the cell. Some proteins under specific conditions tend to spontaneously aggregate forming droplets that resemble oil spills in an aqueous solution. Tau is one of these proteins. If formed at the neural synopsis, these tau droplets create the perfect trap for fin molecules keeping them highly immobile and uh, accentuating their clustering activation for longer. It's like a spider web, Dr. Martin Marmol said, normally fin stops and moves, stops and moves. In frontotemporal dementia, fin stops more as it becomes stuck in, the, in this gel-like structure. The droplets of tau therefore attract additional fin proteins at the snaps. Snaps. Professor Manuel said tau biomolecular condensate could hold the key to reverting this toxic chain reaction. We believe they are the perfect target for future therapy to re-establish normal fin clustering dynamics. Professor Manuel said theoretically attacking the formation of toxic tau Biomolecular condensates should prevent the process of dementia from happening. The study has been published in Molecular Psychology. Psychiatry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. So, I mean, it's been, uh, of course, it's being used in the neural part of your brain and having more uh, useful to cleaning up the protein clumps which prevent dementia uh, disease so i mean great for many patients out there and of course for the doctors so great man moving on towards next topic A brain's stimulator powered. A brain stimulator powered by breath instead of batteries. Okay. Let's see. Implantable deep brain stimulators can help many people with neurological and psychiatric disease when traditional treatment fails. Okay. But surgery every time the batteries need to be 
change in a major drawback. Now, UConn researcher report in cell report physical science a new way to charge the device using a person's own breathing movements. Deep brain simulators are becoming more common with about 1,500,000 new devices implanted each year. They are normally placed under the skin in the chest area and their electrodes implanted with the brain. The electrodes have the brain with electrical pulses multiple times per second to regulate the brain abnormal electrical activity. Deep brain stimulator can help people with Parkinson's disease and other movement disorder to regain control over their muscle motions. Research has also shown the technique can significantly reduce the symptoms of psychiatric conditions such as treatment resistance, depression and obsessive compulsive disorder. Just like a pacemaker, deep brain simulators are battery powered. While most pacemaker battery last from 7 to 10 years, deep brain simulator battery typically require changing every 2 to 3 hours because of their high energy consumption and each battery changes require surgery. Hmm, okay. Yukon Kamish Ersa Elsan Adidi Islam Mosa uh, James Rusling and their collaborators have developed a deep brain simulator that never needs its battery change. Okay. Instead of battery, the new device converts the motion of the user chest as they breathe into electricity as the person breathes in and out. The chest wall process on a very on a very small and thin electric generator called a tribo electric nano generator the nano generator converts that movement into static electricity the concept is akin to rubbing a balloon on your shirt and then putting it on a wall to stick there the wall and the balloon have different static electric changes charges and stick to each other charges from the from the more negative material stick to the more positive one and in the brain uh, in the deep brain Simulator triboelectric channel generator. This creates a current that charges a super ca a capacitor. The super capacitor discharges the electricity to power the medical device and stimulate the brain. We created a triboelectric nano generator using no nanomaterials which produce significant energy output when they come in contact with each other. Enough energy to run the deep brain simulator, says. Elson added We want to make this fit in with the rest of the available technology in the usual way. In principle, if someone already has a deep brain simulator, we could just replace the battery with this generator without having to retrofit them with a wally new device, says Yukon Kamish Jim Rustling. The team tested the device by abandoning their triboelectric nanogenerator is the chest of a simulator pig containing a pig lung connected to a pump. When the pig lungs is inflated and deflated during the inhalation and exhalation, it pushes against the nanogenerator causing two layers inside the nanogenerator to rub and produce electricity. The electricity, the electricity travels through a 
thin wall to charge the supercapacitor, which powers the deep brain simulator electronic placed outside the rib cage. The brain simulator uses the electronics stored in the supercapacitor to create pulse 60 times a second, just as it would in a commercial device. This is the first system that combines all the pieces, efficient energy harvesting, energy storage, and the control brain simulator. We demonstrated that our self-sustainable deep uh, brain simulator can intermittently stimulate the brain tissue by alternating periods of simulation and periods of no simulation, which is an effective deep learning simulation approach for treating psychiatric conditions, says Mosa, who is also the chief technology officer of Voltzone, our company in Yukon Technology incubator program that is commercializing the system the next step will be to try uh, the device in a large animal i mean uh, i mean of course we are moving in a world where uh, uh, everyone uh, tries to put a chip on our brain or using uh, I'd collect the information on a chip itself uh, instead of relying on the brain itself. I mean, of course, it's the new technology, it's the new uh, phase in our whole human evolution, but still, I mean, of course, how can I? Because I'm totally against in all of these projects i don't know why i mean i'm most rely on the personally i most rely on the person ability not just on the artificial intelligence but it still requires of course in many various ways uh, to get into the another dimension or another life of a uh, of different world of course like we are talking about the astronomers and the universe it's being very difficult to have just rely on the brain itself but i personally personally i feel it's been more rely on the human brain not just on the chip based but still i mean how can i uh, stop those things so great man great finding great initiative to have a, a battery for more than uh, for its use like an electricity or, or generate its electricity on its own and cannot be replaced by anyone and of course it's being used for many people who are mentally unstable and uh, having psychological problem so great man thank you thank you for this research and paperwork Moving on towards next topic. Which COVID vaccine you get could affect your myocarditis risk? Okay, Let, uh, let's see. Incidence of myocarditis pericarditis or mypopericarditis is two to threshold 
हायर आफ्टर सेकेंड डोज ऑफ द मॉडर्न स्पाइक वैक्स कोविड नाइन्टीन वैक्सीन वेन कंपेयर टू टू दी फाइजर बायो एंटेक कोविड नाइन्टीन वैक्सीन हाउ एवर ओवरऑल केसेज ऑफ हर्ट इन्फ्लमेशन विद आइदर वैक्सीन आर वेरी अकॉर्डिंग टू स्टडी इन द जर्नल ऑफ द अमेरिकन कॉलेज ऑफ कार्डियोलॉजी द स्टडी शोड मेल्स यंगर देन फोर्टी ईयर्स ओल्ड हु रिसीव द मॉडर्न वैक्सीन वर शोन टू द हैव द हाइएस्ट रेट्स ऑफ Myocarditis, which according to the authors may have implication for choosing specific vaccines for certain populations, two mR mRNA COVID-19 vaccine have been approved for use: Pfizer, BioNTech, BNT162B2, and Moderna Spike Vax mRNA1273. As of March 2022. More than 52 million doses of Pfizer and 22 million doses of Moderna have been administered in Canada, where this study was conducted. Clinical trials have demonstrated the vaccine are safe, and monitoring of the vaccinated people has shown side effects are mild and go away on their own. However, some rare but serious side effects have been observed after both vaccine, mainly myocarditis, inflammation of the heart. While there have been many studies on either vaccines, a few studies have been conducted to directly compare the safety of the two mRNA or any vaccines. Researchers in the uh, in the study sought to compare the risk of myocarditis, pericarditis, and myopericarditis between the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. People in the study were 18 years old or older and had received two primary doses of either Pfizer and Moderna vaccine in British Columbia, Canada, with the second dose between Jan 1, 2021, and September 9, 2021. Individually, whose first or second shots were administered outside of British Columbia or had a history of myocarditis or pedi. Cardiacs within one year prior to their second dose were excluded. In all, more than 2.2 million second Pfizer doses and more than 87,000 Moderna doses were given within 21 days of the second dose. There was a total of 52 myocardial cases, 21 Pfizer and 31 Moderna, and 41. Pericarditis case 2520 Moderna. Researchers also looked at rates per million doses, and the rate was 35.6 million uh, six cases per million of more for Moderna, and 12.6 per million for Pfizer, and almost threefold increase after Moderna shots versus Pfizer. Comparatively, rates of myocarditis in the general population in 2018 were two. 0.1 per million in people under age 40 and 2.2 per mil- million in people over age 40 rates of myocarditis and pericarditis were higher with the moderna vaccine both males and females between ages 18 and 39 with the highest per million rates in males ages 18 to 29 after a second dose of moderna According to the authors the finding support recommending 
certain population receive certain vaccines to maximize benefit and minimize adverse events few population based analysis have been conducted to directly compare the safety of the two mrna covid-19 vaccine which differed which differed in important ways to that could impact safety said navid januja mbbs doctor ph lead author of the study and an epidemiologist and the executive director of data and analytics service at the british columbia center for disease control our findings have implication for strategizing the rollout of mrna vaccines which should also consider the self limiting and mild nature of most myocardial events benefits provided by the vaccination higher effectiveness of the moderna vaccine against infection and hospitalization found in prior studies and the apparent higher risk of myocardial following covid-19 infection than the than with mrna vaccination limitation of the study include that it was observational which limits the ability to determine casualty between vaccination and myocardial or pericardial however temporality was ensured in the study designed to limit the term study between vaccine dose and myocardial pericardial diagnosis also the study relied on hospital and emergency department visit data and may have missed some less severe cases in a related editorial comment guy witbook md mph a cardiologist at rabin medical center in petah tikva israel wrote that the study is reassuring for vaccine safety since it provides further data that myocarditis is a very rare adverse event after both vaccines and it is an important step toward a personal approach to administering covid-19 vaccines the study should help put the rash vaccine hesitancy due to concerns over cardiac adverse events with books here this is one of the only a few direct comparisons of the two widely adopted mrna mrna vaccines and its results have practical policy implication for a substantial segment of the population suffering from cardiovascular disease this data give a strong argument to preferentially using the uh, use the bnt 162 bt uh, p pfizer vaccine over mrna 1273 moderna so i mean uh, it's the study which is provided by our researchers on this um, vaccination system uh, which affects uh, the cases of myocarditis and pericarditis so i mean it's been a major concern in many the people of course who are taken those doses between those days so, okay i mean it's important to raise this issue and highlight this important uh, important information so yep great man moving on to our next topic
improving real earth free magnets through microstructured engineering researcher from the department of energy critical material institute cmi and ms national laboratory have improved the properties of a rare earth free permanent magnet material and demonstrated the process can be upscaled for manufacturing the researchers developed a new method of manufacturing manganese bismuth mnbi magnets based on microstructure engineering this process is a step towards making compact energy efficient motors without the use of rare earth high power permanent magnets are increasingly important for a variety of renewable energy technologies including wind turbines and electric cars according to wang tang cmi researcher and ms lab scientist these magnets are currently constructed from rare earth elements such as neodymium and dysprosium however he explained that these elements are low stock and high demand leading to an unreliable supply chain and high prices one solution to this problem is for scientists to find alternative materials such as the mnbi used in this research permanent magnet used for motor required high energy density or a high level of magnetism and coercivity coercivity is a magnet ability to maintain its current level of magnetism despite exposure to high heat and outside influences that could demagnetize it if we use high power density magnet we can reduce the motor size and make a more compact motor said and right now it is very important that we can make some devices smaller and more compact more energy efficient the challenge with the mnbi is that traditional manufacturing method required high heat to transform the individual material into a large magnet the necessary heat reduces the energy density of the magnet to address this problem the team developed an alternative process tang said that they started with a very fine powder for each of the material which increases the starting magnetic energy level next they used a warm heating method rather than a high temperature method for forming the magnet finally the key uh, to their new process was to add a new non magnetic com- component that would keep the grain particles from touching each other this additional element called a grain boundary phase provides more structure to the magnet and the keeps the magnetism running through individual particles grains from affecting one another it is like the structure material tanks said it's like if we are concrete to build a wall which is the concrete itself it's weak but if we put a steel river inside first then pour the concrete it's going to several dozen times stronger the effect of the warm temperature on the magnetic properties of mnbi is unique the researcher expected the coercivity and magnetism to decrease with increasing temperature which is true for most magnetic materials however for mnbi the warm temperature increased the coercivity and decreased the magnetism 
magnetization this increased coarsity helps to keep the magnet more stable at elevated temperatures than other known magnets the team also focused on making larger magnets compared to the typically small magnets developed in labs upsizing the magnet helped to demonstrate to the manufacturing companies that they can build large magnets on a commercial scale if we cannot make the large one we cannot use it for any application tanks it we need a big magnet and we need to make it into whatever the shape needed also we need to be able to mass produce at a low cost this is important for future application of course ma'am the team is currently working with a powered mat in cooperation using the patent pending techniques to pursue mass production of the MNBI magnets for use in novel electric motors that project is funded by DOE department of uh, engineering small business innovation research program the project has already enter phase 2 uh which means that the project has been proven fe- uh, feasible and additional funding has been awarded to further develop and demonstrate the technology this research is further discussed in the paper engineering my- microstructure to improve coercivity of bulk mnbi magnet written by wang tang jong ong yong zibeliu zing wang Bionso Siu and Junzu and uh, published in the Journal of Magnetism Magnetic Materials Okay okay <laughs> Moving on to our next topic Stem cells used to generate mini brains of the large male Sumatran rhino. Okay. Researchers generate induced pluripotent stem cell IPSC and cerebral organoids from the large male Malaysian Sumatran rhino. According to a study published in the journal iScience on October twentieth, uh, as noted by the authors, the organoids could uh, contribute to knowledge about the evolutionary progression of brain development in mammals and may help to unravel the ancient history of the rhinosaurus family. To best of our knowledge, cerebral organoids have only been obtained from mouse and human and non-human primate pluripotent stem cells so far okay say senior study author sebastian dikey of the max delbrook center of molecular medicine in the helmholtz association md mdc we were excited to observe the formation
We were excited to observe the formation of mini brains from Sumatran Rhino IPSC in a seemingly compatible fashion as described for human organoids. The six Mars extension is progressing with unprecedented speed. The fig the five extant rhinosaurus species are particularly affected due to poaching as well as habitat destruction and fragmentation. The Sumatran rhino, also known as the hairy or ancient two-horned rhino, is the smallest and most ancient of the extant rhinosaurus species. It plays a key role in shaping forest and spreading the seeds of at least 79 different plant species. Fewer than 80 Sumatran rhinos are left on Earth once they inhabited a continuous vast area in East and Southeast Asia, but now only small fragmented Population remains scattered across Sumatra and Indonesia, Borneo. Habitat loss and limited breeding possibility are the greatest threats for the species and are leading to a continuous population decline. To stop the erosion of genetic density, the reintroduction of genetic material is indispensable because the propagation rate of a Capital breeding is too low. Innovative technologies need to be developed. IPSC are a powerful tool to fight extinction. They give rise to each cell within the body, including gametes, and provide a unique approach to preserve genetic material across time beyond application in innovative conservation technology. Conserve conservation strategies, IPSC have endangered species, enable research on species-specific developmental process. In the new story, Daikis and his collaborator generated IPSC from the large male Malaysian Sumatran rhino, KTM, who died in 2019 and characterized then compared Comparatively, the IPSC uh, give rise to cell of the three germ layers. We, con- uh, we, conserved, we conserved his genetic information and created an opportunity to produce viable s- spermatiosa. Ta- Zoya, sperma tozoya for breeding purposes in the future, says a first order of the Vera Zimmets of MDMC, MDC. Sorry, as the quality of semen collected from Sumatran rhinos is poorly directly after retrieval and even worse after cyro preservation and thawing in vitro generated. Spermatozoa offered a great alternative for resistive breeding of Sumatran rhinos in general. 
In addition, the cerebral organoids highlighted the ability of IPSC to generate complex 3D structures and represent a promising application for sharing the evolutionary progression of the brain development across species. The organoid developed in a self organized manner and experts all neural makers tested. Taken together, this work represents the first step toward forwarding extension of the Sumatran rhino using stem cell associated techniques. We hope the general audience gain insight into the great potential of IPSC and the variety of applications they can be used for diagnosis. We also aim to raise awareness of the ongoing six-mass extension event which is caused by human activities and the great efforts that need to be taken to rescue a single species. Moving on to our next topic. Fertilizer limit po- pollination by changing how bumblebees sense flowers. Okay. Pollinators are less likely to land on flowers sprayed with, fer- uh, with fertilizer or pesticides as they can detect electric field change around the flower. Researchers at the University of Bristol have found the study published in PNS Nexus today shows the chemical sprays alter the electric field around flowers for up to 25 minutes after exposure. This impact lasts substantially longer than natural fluctuations such as those caused by wind and causes a reduction in bee feeding effort in nature. Dr. Elliot Hunting of Bristol School of Biological Science and his team noted that fertilizer did not affect vision and smell and set out to mimic the electrical changes caused by fertilizer and pesticide in the field by electrically manipulating flowers. This showed that bumblebees were able to detect and discriminate against the small and dynamic electric field alterations that are caused by the chemicals. Dr. Ellard Hunting said, We know that chemicals are toxic, but we know little about how they affect the immediate interaction between plants and pollinators. Flowers have a range of cues that attract bees to promote feeding and pollination. For instance, bees use cues like flower order and color, but they also use electric field to identify plants. A big issue is those agrochemical application can distort, distort floral cues and modify behavior in pollinators like bees. Furthermore, various other airborne particles such as nanoparticle uh, exhaust gases, nanoplastic and viral uh, particles may have similar impacts affecting a wide uh, array of organisms uh, that use the electric fields that are virtually everywhere in the environment. Co-author Bristol Sam England explained what makes this study important is that it's the first known example of anthropogenic noise interfering with a terrestrial animal electrical sense. 
It's much like a motor robo- uh, motorboat noise that hinders the ability of fish to detect their predators or the artificial light at night and that confuses moths. The fertilizers are a source of noise that to be trying to detect floral electrical cues. This widens our understanding of the multifaceted ways in which human activity is negatively impacting the natural world which can seem quite depressing but it will hopefully allow us to introduce or invent solution to prevent the adverse effects that these chemicals may be having on bees Dr. Elard Hunting added the fact that fertilizer affect pollinator behavior by interfering with the way an organism perceives its physical environment offers a new perspective on how the human made chemicals disturbed and natural environment Moving on towards next topic Tropical cyclones act as massive heat pumps that fuel extreme heat. Okay, okay, let's see. Three days after Hurricane Fiona struck Puerto Rico in mid-September, the National Weather Service issued an extreme heat advisory warning that heat index, which incorporates humidity to calculate perceived temperature, could reach up to 109 degrees. However, every temperature almost always follows tropical cyclones, which by definition include tropical storms and hurricanes and may soar to nearly 10 degrees Fahrenheit higher than average according to a new University of Arizona led study published in geophysical research letters the study authors said that the results are likely conservative estimates of just how high temperature can climb following a cyclone Tropical cyclones often cause damage from strong winds, storm surges, intense rain and flooding, but extreme heat is an additional hazard. The researcher found above average temperature can occur days later and, and even in nearby areas that were not directly impacted by the storm. Multiple extreme events happening within a very short window of time can complicate Disaster recovery, said lead author, lead study author Zachary Giordo, an assistant research professor in the University School of Natural Resources and Environment and the Arizona Institute of Resilience, Solution for Environment and Societies, or AIRS. To medical provider, heat is a concern. Our results suggest that tropical cyclone Preparedness should also include public information about high risk. The researcher team analyzed 53 tropical cyclones in the eastern Caribbean 
between 1991 and 2022, 2020 and 2005 interactions between the cyclones and the 14 Caribbean cities, they found that the city's heat index values were always warmer than average after the storm. Everyone focuses on the everyone focus is on the destructive power of tropical storms and hurricanes. The storm surge winds flooding and that's obviously quite substantial. But our focus is on the combined hazard of storm and subsequent heat, Gordo said. Hurricanes are massive heat pumps redistributing heat for a large spatial distance around the center of the storm and they leave massive destruction in their wake that can knock out the energy grid that combination is often dangerous because it slows recovery and poses risk to human health while the paper uh, doesn't explore how climate change may be impacting the phenomenon the author expect uh, that high heat index values following tropical cyclones will increase in the future it's very easy to understand the climate change impacts of these guide said our future will likely have hurricanes dropping more intense rain and have more people in harm's way then if uh, you drape on top of the uh, of that uh, hotter environment you will therefore expect a greater overall impact Guido leads AIRS international programs and works closely with the University of New Arizona Initiative of Resilience and Development, which both support U Arizona research in regions more sensitive, sensitive to social and environmental change and research on, tra- on topics and data advanced substan- sustainable development. The cyclone. <coughs> Hello? Hello, 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 hello. Sorry guys. Sorry for this disturbance. The cyclone study is part of a larger effort to build climate resilience in Puerto Rico. The researcher held workshops with public health researchers and meteorological service professionals in the Caribbean who pointed to the need to better understand the impact of heat following tropical storms and hurricanes. We want to call attention to this as a new hazard. Guido said, we worked with the National Weather Service in Puerto Rico and a part of the work not discussed in the paper was to build awareness about heat impacts. Puerto Rico has a heat awareness week from May 11 through 15 and we are working to help advance public education and establish a heat awareness day. The researcher team also included Pablo Mendes Lazaro from the University of Puerto Rico. Simon Mason from Columbia University International Research Institute for Climate and Society and Teddy Allen from the Caribbean Institute of Meteorology and Hydrology. Moving on to this next topic. First sentence ever written in Kenite language discovered a plea to eradicate bird lice. 
The alphabet was invented around 1800 BC and was used by Kenites and later by most other languages in the world. Until recently, no meaningfully Kenite inscription had been discovered in the land of Israel, save only two or three words here and there. Now, an amazing discovery or presents. An entire sentence in Kenard dating to about 1700 BC. It is engraved on a small ivory comb and includes a spell against lies. The comb was unearthed. At Tel, uh, Tel Lashich, in Israel, by a team from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem (HU) uh, and the Southern Adventist uh, University in the United States, under the direction of Professor Yosef Granfinkel, Mikhail Hazel, and Martin Klin Bale. The inscription was deciphered by Semitic epigraphist Dr. Denial Weinstrup at Ben Gurdon University, BGU. The ivory was tested by H.U. Professor Rivka Revnovich and BG, BGU Professor Yuval Gordon and was found to originate from an elephant tusk. Their finding were published in the Jerusalem Journal of Archaeology. The letters of the inscription were engraved in a very shallow manner. It was excavated in 2017, but the letter were noticed only in a subsequent post-processing in 2022 by Dr. Madeline Mum Clogley. It was cleaned and preserved by Miriam Levy. The ivory comb is small, measuring roughly 3.5 by uh, 2.5 cm. The comb has teeth on both sides, although their bases are still visible. The comb teeth thems, uh, themselves are broken in antiquity. The central part of the comb is somewhat eroded, possi possibly by the pressure of the fingers holding the comb during hair care or removal of lois from the head or beard. The side of the comb with six uh, thick uh, teeth was used to entangle knots in the head, while the other side with 14 fine teeth was used to remove lice and their eggs, much like the current day two-sided lice comb sold in stores. There are 70 Kenite letters on the comb. They are uh, archaic in form from the first stage of the invention of the alphabet script. They form seven words in Kenite reading. May this tusk root out the lies of the hair and the beard. This is the first sentence ever found in a Kenite language in Israel. There are Kenites in Garret in Syria. But they write in a different script, but are not the alphabet that is 
used till today the kenite sites are mentioned in egyptian documents the amarna letters that were written in the akkadian and the hebrew bible uh, the com inscription is direct evidence for the use of the alphabet in daily activities some 3700 years ago this is a landmark in the history of the human ability to write uh, said god finkel ancient combs were made from wood uh, bone or ivory ivory was a very expensive material and likely an important imported luxury object as there were no elephants in canon uh, during their time period the comb likely came uh, from nearby egypt factor indicating that even people of high social status uh, suffered from lice the research team analyzed the comb itself from the presence of lice under a microscope and photographs were taken of both sides remains of head lies 0.5 to 0.6 mm in size were found on the second tooth the climate condition of last church lack hish hish right however they uh, did not allow preservation of the whole head lies but only those of the outer ch- chitin membrane of the nymph stage head laws despite a small size the inscription of the comb from lashish lashish or uh, has very special features some of which are unique and fill in gaps and lacunas in our knowledge of many aspects of the culture of canon in the bronze age for the first time we have an entire verbal sen- sentence written in the dialects spoken by the canard inhabitants by lashish enabling us to compare this language in all its aspects with the other sources for it second the inscription on the comb sheds light on some hitherto poorly attested aspects of the everyday life of the time here cared and dealing with lies third This is the first discovery in the region of an inscription referring to the purpose of the object on which it was written as opposed to dedicatory or ownership inscription on objects further the engraver skill in successfully executing such tiny letters 1 to 3 nanometer millimeter wide is a fact uh, that from now on should be taken into account in any attempt to summarize and draw a conclusion on literacy in canon in the bronze age lashish was a major canite city state in the second millennium bc and the second most important city in the biblical biblical kingdom of judah to date 10 canite inscriptions have been found in lash hish more than at any other sites in israel the city was the major center for the use and preservation of the alphabet during some 600 years from 1800 to 150 bc uh, the site of 
hostile lashes is under the protection of the Israel nature and Fox authority I mean <laughs> of course man okay moving on towards next topic study access the quality of AI literally translations but comparing them with human translations recent recent advancements in the field of machine learning ml have greatly improved the quality of automatic translation tool at present these tools are primarily used to translate basic sentences as well as short text or unofficial documents literal uh, literally text such as novel or short stories are still fully translated by expert human translators who are experienced in grasping abstract and complex meanings and translating them in another language while a few studies have investigated the potential of computational model for translating literally test findings in this area are still limited researchers at umass emers have recently carried out a study exploring the quality of literary test translation produced by machine by comparing them with same test translation created by humans the findings pre-published on arzev highlight some of the shortcomings of existing computational models to translate foreign text into english machine translation mt holds potential to complement the work of human translator by improving both her training procedure and their overall efficiency Catherine Thai and her colleagues wrote in their paper literary translation is less constrained than than more traditional empty settings since translator must balance meaning equivalence readability and critical interpretability in the uh, target language this property along with the complex disclosure level context present in literary text also makes literally empty more challenging to computationally model and evaluate the key objective of the recent work by thai and her colleagues was better to understand the way in which state of the art empty tools still fail in the translation of literary text where compared to human translation their hope was that this would help to identify specific area that developers should focus on to improve this model performance we collected data set part 3 of non english language novels in the public domain each aligned at the paragraph level to both human and automatic english translation thai and her colleagues explained in their paper Part 3 that new data is compiled by the researcher for the scope of their study contains 121000 paragraph extracted from 118 novels originally written in different language other than English for each of these paragraphs the data set includes several different humans translation as well as translation produced by Google Translate the researcher compared the quality of human translation of this literally paragraphs with the ones produced by Google Translate using common metrics of evaluating empty tools concurrently they asked expert human translator which translations they uh, preferred 
while also pro- uh, prompting them to identify issue with their least preferred translation. Using BART 3, we discovered that experts literally translate a preferred reference human translation over machine-translated paragraph at a rate of 84%, while state-of-the-art autom- automatic MT metrics do not correlate, correlate with those preference Thai and her colleagues wrote in their paper. <laughs> the experts note that MT outputs contain not only mistranslations uh, but also discordant disrupting errors and st- stylistic inconsistencies essentially the findings gathered by thai and her colleagues suggest that matrix to evaluate mt example blue bloat and blonde might not be particularly effective as human translators do not agree with their prediction notably the feedback they gathered from the human translator also allowed the researcher to identify specific issues with translation created by google translate using the human expert feedback as guideline the team ultimately created an automatic post editing model based on gpt3 a deep learning approach introduced by a research group at OpenAI, they found that export human translator preferred the literally translation produced by this model at a rate of 69%. In the future, the finding of this study could uh, inform new study exploring the use of empty tools to translate literally text. In addition, the part 3 data is compiled by Thai and her colleagues, which is now publicly available on GitHub could be used by other teams to brain, uh, train uh, or access their language models. Overall, our work uncovers a new challenge to progress in literally empty and we hope that the public release of part 3 will encourage researchers to tackle them, the researcher concluded in their paper. Of course man. Moving on to our next topic. Most detailed map of brain memory hub finds connective connectivity puzzle the most detailed map ever made of the communication link between the hippocampus the brain memory control center and the rest of the brain has been uh, created by australian scientists and it may change how we think about human memory okay we were surprised to find fever connection between the hippocampus and the frontal cortical areas and a more connection with early visual processing areas than we expected to see, said Dr. Marshall Dalton, a research fellow in the School of Psychology at University of Sydney. Although this makes sense considering the hippocampus plays an important role not only in memory but also imagination and our ability to construct mental images in our mind's eye. The hippocampus is a complex structure that resembles a seahorse and is tugged deep within the brain as a vital component of the brain. It is important for memory formation and plays a key role in the transfer of memories from short-term to long-term storage, but it also plays a part in navigation, imagining fictionous or future experience creating mental imagery of scenes in the mind's eye and even in visual perception and decision making. 
to generate their map the team led by dr dalton including dr arkiv d suzo dr zingli lvn professor fernando clamante from the university of sydney brain and mind center relied on mri scans from a neuro imaging database created for the human connectome project hcb a research courts consortium led by us national institute of health the process of the existing hcb data using taylor technique that they developed this allowed them to follow the connection from all corners of the brain to the termination points in the hippocampus something that had never been accomplished before in the human brain most detailed map to date what we have done is take a much more detailed look at the white matter pathways which are essentially the highways of communication between different areas of the brain said dr dalton and we developed a new approach that allowed us to map how the hippocampus connects with the cortical mantle the outer layer of the brain but in a very detailed way what we have created is a highly detailed map of white matter pathway connecting the hippocampus with the rest of the brain it's essentially a road map of brain region that directly connect with the hippocampus and support its part and role in memory formation technical limitation in order to previous mri investigations of the human hippocampus meant it was only possible to visualize its connections in a very broad terms but we have now developed a tailored method that allows us to confirm where within the hippocampus different cortical areas are connecting and that uh, hasn't been done before in a living uh, human brain said dr dalton an expected results the team was delighted the result largely aligned with data from previous studies overseas over the past few decades which had relied on post mortem study for primate brains however the university of sydney team found that the number of connection between the hippocampus and the same brain areas was either much lower in the case of frontal cortical areas or higher in the case of visual processing areas than expected This could indicate that all the some pathways were conserved as humans evolved. Human brains may also have uh, developed unique patterns of connectivity different from other primates. Further research is needed to tease this apart in more detail. These differences in connectivity major may just be a limitation of the MRI technique, or it could be real. They may, for example, help explain why some of the primate cause cousins especially chimpanzees are better at some memory tasks than humans especially those relying on short term memory chimpanzees have bested humans at cognitive tasks involving a form of ma- mathematics known as game theory which relies on short term memory pattern recognition and rapid visual assessment although we have achieved this higher resolution mapping of the hippo human hippocampus the track tracking method conducted on non human primates which uh, can uh, see down to the cellular level is able to see more connection than use uh, can be 
Dysund with an MRI muse, Dr. Dalton. Or it could be that uh, the human hippocampus really does uh, have a smaller number of connections with frontal areas than we expect and greater connectivity with visual areas of the brain as the neocortex expanded. Perhaps humans evolved different patterns of connectivity to facilitate human-specific memory and visualization function which in turn may underpin human creativity. It's a bit of a puzzle, we just don't know, but we love puzzles and will keep investigating. Of course, man. Okay, it's going to be the last topic of this podcast, so... And of course, it's a new, so... I mean, it's... Uh, I, I guess many of you already know it, but still... I will provide it to you. Hackers leak Australian health records on dark web. Okay, let's see. Hackers have uh, followed through on a thread to leak sensitive medical records stolen from a major Australian health company that counts the country prime minister among nearly 10 million customers. Medibank told investors that a sample selection of a customer data was posted on a dark web forum on Wednesday after it refused to pay a ransom demand. The data included names, birth dates, passport numbers and information on medical claims for hundreds of customers who were separated into naughty or nice lists. Some of the naughty lists had numeric codes that appeared to link uh, them to drug addiction, alcohol abuse, and HIV infections. For example, one record uh, carried an entry that read P-Dialog F122. F122 corresponds with the cannabis dependence under the International Classification of Diseases published by the World Health Organization. Medibank in Australian largest private health insurer and the hack is likely to include some of the country most influential and wealthy individual. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said he himself was a medical customer and the attack was a wake-up call for corporate Australia. Okay, okay. Potential Russian link. <laughs> okay, okay. The per per Perpetrator of the hack has not yet been publicly identified by the Australian Federal Policy Justin Gove said it was the work of a criminal or criminal groups that could be operating outside the country. Sanjay Jha, chief scientist at the University of New South Wales Institute for Cy- uh, Cybersecurity, said it was, a, it was difficult to attribute any attack to a single group. Of course, man. However, he told AFP it carried some of the hallmarks associated with a, rich, with a Russian hacker group called Revil, R-Evil, Evil, which has previously targeted everything from Brazilian meat company GBS to Lady Gaga. Okay, okay. The pattern matches the behavior in part, so that uh, that is why there is a serious indication it could be them selling the data, Jha said. 
defunct reveal website has been redirecting traffic to the dark web forum where the medibank data was leaked okay reveal an amalgam of ransomware and evil was the subject of a us tech 10 million dollars reward from the us authority before being reportedly dismantled by russian this year GBS Foods, uh, one of the largest beef producers in the world, paid Revel uh, an uh, ransom of US 11 million in 2021. Ja said uh, the hackers could now look uh, to sell the sensitive data to blackmailers and other scammers and other scammers, scumbags and crooks. Okay, the hacker also uploaded what they said. But a series of messages sent to Medibank in the days before the leak. We will do everything on in our power to inflict as much damage as possible for you, both financial and reputationally. One message from the hacker read, hundreds of millions of US dollars have been wiped off Medibank market value with the company's share price down more than 20% since October. When news of the league first emerged, Troy Hunt, a cybersecurity expert working for Microsoft, wrote on Twitter that the breach was about as bad as we feared it would get. The Medibank had followed an attack on telecom company Optus in September that exposed the personal information of some 9 million Australians. Ja said the enormous Medibank on Optus data breaches uh, could make it easier to carry out cyber attacks on different systems in the future. A lot of credentials have been stolen in recent months, he said. That makes the job of the attacker easier. They can go and try other systems uh, with millions of credentials. Australian Assistant Treasurer Stephen Jones said the perpetrators were Comebacks and the crooks. We shouldn't be giving in into these fraudsters, he told local media. As Medibank tried to contain the leak, it was also staring down the battle of a potentially costly class action lawsuit. So I mean, it's a great thing, of course, not a great thing. I mean, okay. At last, I just want to say, you guys. Keep researching, stay curious, stay healthy.